Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, is there anything that you found more frustrating since the pandemic got over? Think about that. There are a lot of things that are different. Um, Air travel has changed all the way since 9-11, right? But these last few years, if you traveled... You may have run into more uh, more delays, more lost luggage, more stuff like that. So that's been frustrating. Supply chain seems to still occasionally have some glitches in it. So you may go to the store to, to get some certain product, and it's not there, not at all. Or you may take your car in to get repaired, and rather than say, okay, we got to get a new part, we'll have it in a couple of hours, it'll say, well, it'll be two to three weeks, and then you're stuck with your car where it is. And a lot of things are like that. I, I live with a pharmacist. My daughter's a pharmacist. I know there's a lot of drug shortages. There's some things not being produced at all right now because things used to produce them are not available. So so when you want it, you want it. That's the American way. And when you can't get it, how do you act? Today, based on the epistle lesson, God's calling to you and saying, no, you are my disciples. Take a good look at yourself. Do you lose your chill when you really should not lose your chill? Do you speak harshly to people when I'm calling you to be a good witness? Think about that. And if you can say, no, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. Do you take every opportunity to bring healing to society that's kind of lost its cool. That's what I call you to do. And I give you the power to do it. And that's what we're going to talk about. Because in our society, we have lost our control quite a bit. For instance, um, well, first of all, I'm going to admit that it's a natural thing for us all. We are wired up to be creatures that compete and survive. So that's the way sinful nature has made us. So if you just let yourself be natural, you will come out aggressively. That's the way an animal does it. But we certainly can't live as a bunch of animals in, in this world. And as the people of God... We certainly shall not live as animals. Now, nature is a big contributor to it, but I think there's other contributors to it. I think our political scene contributes to it. And I'm not going to let anybody off the hook here. Anybody. Left, right, anybody. Kentucky, Indiana, all of them. Being nasty has not been invented lately. I mean, just read some of the things written during the American Revolution period, and you'll go, wow, they were nasty. They just were more eloquent than us. 
But now with social media, now with TV coverage, you know, that nastiness has a much larger reach. And there's several forms of it. Demonstrations. I think demonstrations are fine. You can let power know how you feel by getting a group of people together. But when it turns violent, now it's not fine. I don't care what your cause is. Whether it's January 6th, whether it's police killings of innocent people, none of it is okay. Attack ads. Well, yeah, they're just a modern form of maybe what was a cartoon or a letter in the past. But attack ads are, are just, it, that's all they pay for, right? I don't know if there's any other kind of political ad. You know who I'd vote for immediately? Somebody who would step up and say, I think my opponent is a very nice person. And I think they have a few views of merit, but the reason why I'm running against them is because I think differently about this, this, and this. And they would go, I would go, that's my person right there. I don't even know what they stand for. Name-calling. Name-calling. That's what you do when you're in elementary school, right? You name-call. And I'm going to call out a person. A lot of people do it. President Trump is, that's how he goes about it. He likes to take names, your name, and change it into something that is pejorative, right? That's the way he is. How mature is that? Not very. Demonizing. The other party. Still, somehow, Jewish people, um, immigrants, the Chinese, because we all know COVID came from China, so they all must have done it. All of that. All of that is terribly inappropriate for anybody, but especially inappropriate for the kingdom of God. So... This is, this is my quandary, what I've pondered this week. Does, does culture imitate politics or does politics imitate culture? Or is it just sort of a mean old cycle where we imitate each other and grind ourselves into a deeper, darker, less civil hole? Well, we should be looking at Christ, certainly not our political leaders. Because the rudeness pours out into the public square and into some very ugly places. I've seen people be very, very hostile to, to people taking care of them at the restaurant. It isn't their fault that things aren't going smoothly, but people just lash out. My daughter, who works for CVS, comes home crying and thinking about quitting. Quite often because of how she's treated by people mad about stuff that she can't control. If you ever find that I have been arrested for assault, it is because I've walked into my daughter's store and seen somebody going off on her and I will have smashed their head and lost my own civil (laughs) nature. 
But it's terrible and ridiculous. And it, it extends. Road rage. Well, people really lose it. They'll shoot at each other for what? Getting cut off? That's proportional. And then families. Families that can't even talk, can't even gather around the Thanksgiving table because the topic will go to probably politics and people will get so enraged that they cannot even talk to their family civilly. That, that's just embarrassing. Why is it this way? Why do people use such things? Well, because it works, for one. We learn in this world, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So, So we squeak. And I'm not saying that there isn't times when there isn't a place for righteous anger. But I think righteous anger is a very, very narrow band. And I don't know that I trust myself always for for determining when that righteous anger is. So it is best if you're going to defer, to defer to God to take care of it and you yourself be kind. For treating people rudely is not a godly thing. And that is why Paul Wright says he does in, in our epistle. Take a, take a look at it again. Apparently the problem wasn't invented in our century. But he says, if, and you've got to ask yourself, do I have what he says is it here? If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ... If any comfort in his love, if any fellowship in his spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, and ask yourself, is this true of you? Have you been baptized into the name of Christ? Then you do have of the spirit. Are you walking with the spirit might be the question. Do you have any of the characteristic of God's love filtering into you? Do you have characteristics of his tenderness and compassion filtering into you? And if you can say, yes, I do, then then there's a lot of stuff that applies to what we just talked about. He says a little later in the text, Consider others before yourself. Consider other people's needs before yourself. That applies not just in the church, but out there in public. Be very, very mindful of the kind of witness that you're giving. Because it is right to say that once you've been connected to Jesus and your sins have been forgiven, it would be to your advantage if you would just leave this world and go to heaven, right? It would be far better there than here. But why are you here? You are here to do many good things. The chief among them is to be a witness for Jesus. And if we, if we 
act the way the world does, what kind of witness do we possibly have other than a bad one? God's kingdom is about doing good and about doing love. We should be eager for it. And when we go about it, never be like the Pharisees. Haughty, politically minded like we saw today in the gospel. No, we've been saved by grace. That's the only way we're saved. So we are no better than anyone else. When we approach this world, we're going to approach it with that kind of humility. Jesus is our Savior. Yes, that's his primary thing. But he is also our example. And his example was to sacrifice himself even to death on the cross, even to being forsaken by his Father. And we need to take it that direction if it's that direction that we are led and the source of you being able to do that as opposed to just following your sinful nature was going to lead you the other way the source of that power is that you are part of the body of christ and the holy spirit lives within you so it is within your capability in fact well within your capability Maybe not always inside your will, but inside your capability to be cool, to be kind, to be patient, to put others first. And that's what you're called to do. Now, that seems maybe like a bummer, but it's not. You know, the fact that our world is increasingly hostile is a bad thing but if you're a silver lining guy here's the silver lining it creates a very dark backdrop to you who can shine like a star right the contrast will be more you will be more countercultural and even if countercultural makes you uncomfortable here it should make you feel good you're not out there to to show off but by Being kind and giving the kind of witness that Christ empowers you to give, you will shine like stars. And and this text doesn't say anything about, well, don't shine like stars. No, shine like stars. People out there will be hostile toward people who are serving them. You have the chance not only to not be hostile but to be overtly kind and healing right in their wake. Take it up. Why wouldn't you? My daughter does tell me stories about people who are super hostile to her. She also tells me stories about people who bring the pharmacy staff a plate of cookies. Right? That's who we should be. Blameless and pure, says the text, because the day is coming. As you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ about you.
We are mindful of the very fact that Judgment Day is a real thing, and it is coming. For us who are connected to Jesus, it won't be a day about whether you're saved or not saved. We will long since know that we are saved. In fact, it's known right now. What that day will be will be a day of judgment of our deeds. And we'll be rewarded or not rewarded. Mindful of that fact, we live our life the way Christ calls us to today. That's the smart way to go about it. That's the godly way to go about it. And it's why you're here. So let us get out there and shine like stars by the power within us. In Jesus' name, amen.